Hey, Jerry, I'm so excited. Our podcast, Because I Want to Know and Hibbly Horror Stories, are doing a live event together in the Dallas area. Yep, Saturday, October 16th. It's going to be so much fun. Dude, you just completely ignored the fact that Mysterious Circumstances and Hillbilly Horror Stories have a live event the night before in Galveston, Texas. I did not. As a matter of fact, Justin, I was just going to bring up the Galveston show on Friday, October 15th. Jerry, why are you doing a commercial with Justin? Once again, you have given him special treatment over me. Besides, we have a special private dinner show in Memphis on that Tuesday, October 12th. Tracy, I would never give anyone preferential treatment over you. Of course you wouldn't. Thank you, Justin. Um, hello? Leslie Fear over here. Now everyone's ignoring me. Enough! Get your tickets and more information at hillbillyhorrorstories.com. We will see you there unless we kill each other first. Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where I interview guests about their crazy unique occupations or life experiences. I'm your host, Leslie Fear. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey everyone, today I'm joined with Christina Curran and she is the host of the Ghosties podcast, but believe it or not, well, you'll believe it, I found her on TikTok, like I found a lot of my people. Welcome to the show, Christina. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Well, you're also a medium and we're going to talk all about that part of what you can do too. But I loved your page and I found you just by accident because you came up on the For You page. And I was intrigued with you because what you came up on that particular day was when you were talking about astral projection. And I was like, I've never had a medium on my show that talks about that so much. I've had a medium talk about remote viewing, but I don't think that's the same thing. So can you talk to me a little bit about what you can do with astral projection? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So astral projection is something that I learned about right at the start of me working on my mediumship. And if I really look back on my life, um, I've had some astral projection experiences from the time I was small, and I just didn't really know what I was experiencing. But when I was small, I have memories of looking down on my body from the top, like from our ceiling. So And that happened several times um, as a child. And then I had a pretty life-altering surgery as a teenager. And I can remember as they were putting me under, all of a sudden being on the top of the ceiling in the operating room, looking down on myself. Now, let me ask you this. I hear a lot of those kinds of things happening when people have near-death experiences. Was that something that happened to you or were you just astral projecting? I think I was just astral projecting. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So w- when that happens, is it just easier for some people? What happens? Why would you do that? You know, how does all that happen? So astral projecting is something that each of us do. Um, we are just usually not aware of it in our waking mind. Um, but each of us, when we go to bed at night, uh, our spirit body has no need for sleep. So our spirit body continues to travel onto the other side to visit with family members, to learn more from our guides and from spirit. But because that spirit body really has no need for rest, it just continues to go when our physical body is in a resting state. So when we astral project, it is purely just our spirit body leaving our physical body, you know, which is just a vessel that carries around our soul. So we travel all over the place. Um, do really cool journeys, I think, while we're sleeping. I think the difference between astral projection and remote viewing is remote viewing is 
when you're taking your psychic abilities and projecting them into a space to see if you can view what other people are doing at that particular time. Totally makes sense. Right. Whereas astral projecting, your spirit body is completely leaving your physical body and is traveling to usually a different dimension. And you know what? That's usually when we sleep, obviously. And is it a dream or is that kind of both? I mean, are we dreaming that? Do we think we're dreaming, but we're really after projecting, you know? I think that some of it probably is us dreaming. Um, and, you know, having that experience where our subconscious kind of dumps everything out that we've experienced during our day and kind of jumbles it around. Yeah. But I think that a lot of astral projecting can be done while we're in a sleep state, but also while you're in a waking state. It just takes a lot more practice. And I do think that some people are more apt to be able to astral project than others purely based on their openness to the paranormal. Right. No, I totally agree with that. Yes. So you can do it while you're awake. Are you like meditating and doing it that way? Is that how you do it? Yes. Basically, um, do you want me to walk you through the steps of how I astral project? Yeah, yeah. It's very easy. Absolutely. Go ahead. So basically what you have to do, a lot of astral projecting is getting past your own waking mind and kind of your ego and, you know, distracting thoughts that kind of, you know, run through your mind as you're meditating anyway. But the way I was taught, you get into a meditative state and set the intention with your guides as to where you want to go. But you don't have to do it that way. You could always say, hey, take me to somewhere that I most need to go now and have an experience that I most need to experience at this time and leave it up to your guides. And I set the intention to open my third eye and my imagination. I find that if you really take that time to set that clear intention of opening your third eye and your imagination, you are more apt to receive more information in that sense. And I'm sure that takes practice, obviously. So it's not like you can just do it one day and all of a sudden, I'm in Disneyland. Yeah. Um, There's like a little center column of light that kind of runs from the top of my head through the center of my body. Mm. And I envision that column of light instead of turning in a clockwise position, turning in a counterclockwise position. And as that happens, I will visualize my spirit body step out of my physical body. And it's not scary though, is it? Do you know what I mean? No, not scary. You still have an awareness of your physical body, but you will find as you start to go on that journey, you'll start to see things that you know your body can't see. Like Mm -hmm. if I'm in my bedroom, I shouldn't be able to see the outside of my house. Right. So that's what you'll start to experience as you practice more. You'll start seeing things that you know your physical body shouldn't be able to see. Okay. Now, let me ask you this. Have you always known you had abilities like since you were little or did something you said you had surgeries? Did something happen during that surgery to give you these extra gifts? Um, I think that I came from a family of mediums, even though we were raised very strict Southern Baptist. My mother always said that she was just exhibiting gifts of the spirit, as they say. Yeah. But it I think it was just a fancy word for a medium, pretty much. Um, But my mother always had the capability of being able to know when someone was about to die. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that even though she didn't really speak a ton about her own gifts, what she did say is that she would have visions of people dying. And then shortly after, we would find out that they had passed. So that was her main gift. um, And I found as I got older... I just knew things that no one told me. I would just all of a sudden know them. I also started experiencing as a kid, like prophetic dreams and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think 
each of us have this ability. I don't think that it's just bestowed on certain people. I think certain people have more of an ability to lean into that gift and kind of blindly follow, you know, those gifts. But I think that everybody has these psychic and mediumship abilities. We're just conditioned, you know, through life to dismiss these things and, oh, that's not real. You know, that's fake. Yeah, so I think a lot of people suppress what their own, you know, innate abilities are. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And I do think you have to be way more open to it than just thinking, oh, well, I'll try it. If it doesn't work, then okay, it's all BS. I don't know. But I got another question for you. So like on your page on TikTok, you did a free session for people to say, hey, listen, ask me a question. I'll pull a card or I'll ask my guides or whatever. And I'll try to give you the best answer I can. And I asked you, hey, will my books and my podcasts continue to be successful? And you gave me the best answer. And of course, you said yes. And I was like, woohoo, you know, but that was so lovely of you because you did it, you know, people usually charge for that kind of stuff. And every now and then I know you'll do that for people. So you said you'll ask your guides. So talk to me about what your guides help you with. Because I know everyone has one or two guides or more than that. I think everybody also has a guardian angel. Tell me what your thoughts are on that. So my own opinion about spirit guides is that each of us before we're born into this life make an agreement with some of our best friends on the other side. Mm -hmm. And I also think that if they weren't some of our best friends, they in their own experience here on earth during their own lifetimes have a specific skill set that is intended to help us with our journey in our current incarnation. Okay. So I think that like, for instance, I have a spirit guide who said that he used to be a Spanish conquistador and he used to fight pretty much throughout his entire life. Um, so what he's teaching me now is to how to dismantle fear in my life, because for him, he didn't have time to be fearful. He just charged into situations. So for me, <laughs> just because I'm an anxious, fearful person in certain areas, I think he's teaching me to dismantle that fear. So I think spirit guides are just some of our besties, you know, that are over on the other side kind of guiding us through this life. Um, but you know what I think is cool is that you can actually ask them, hey, what do you think? You know, Leslie wants to know how her podcast or her books are going to do. And they actually answer you. Do they connect with, with my guides or how does that work? Is that something they can do? Uh, so my guides will connect with your spirit guides okay. Um, okay. prior to me starting your reading. Um, I usually ask my guides to go shake hands with your guides, kind of get acquainted, introduce themselves with each other so that they can kind of communicate back and forth with each other so that my guides can gain that information from yours and let me know. Gotcha. Now, guides aren't necessarily like uh, they're helpful and they kind of know what's what direction that we need to go in, that kind of thing. They don't really know our future, I wouldn't think, but they do know certain things that can help us. Is that right? Am I Am I saying that right? I would say that um, one thing that I noticed in doing readings, you know, like mediumship readings for spirits that I started noticing on a consistent basis is they would say, hey, we have to look at your life chart or this is written in your life chart. Mm. So finally, I asked them, what the heck is a life chart? Like, What are you guys talking about? And they basically said that before we are born, we basically make an outline of our life. We write down the hard lessons we're going to learn. Mm -hmm. We write down the hard relationships we're going to have. We pick our parents, we pick our, our partners, you know, our life partners, right. we pick our friends. And a lot of people hate hearing that because they have really difficult relationships with parents, 
you know, partners, different things. Why would I ever pick that? Why? And I've had this conversation with another person and my listeners know this. And I say, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to learn and understand? And if you went in and had all the memory of all the other times this happened to you, you wouldn't learn here. So Mm -hmm. I think also people have this kind of view of negative circumstances as it's just a negative circumstance and I wish it hadn't happened to me. Whereas they're not looking at it from a place of what did I learn from this? Was it absolutely terrible what happened? Yeah, absolutely it was. But if you can take one piece of information that you learned from that circumstance, then you've learned something from it and you can learn going farther, you know, and going forward with that. And like one on one of your podcast episodes, you guys, you and I, I can't remember your host, your other host's name. Oh, Missy. Missy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you and Missy were talking about those weird staircases in the woods. Yeah. Yeah, that was freaky. But you said that you actually asked your guides what those were. And the fact that they kind of helped you out and said, um, well, you can tell my listeners what they told you. So basically what they said was they told me a couple different things about staircases in the woods. They basically gave me this visual, like there's some sort of dimensional thing going on with these staircases. I mean, obviously not all of them are this particular thing that they were referencing. They said some of them are just left over, you know, decrepit structures from old houses or old buildings or whatever. Okay. But they said some of them actually do have a paranormal component to them. And it had something to do just from my understanding of what they showed me with some sort of dimensional portal. Um, It's almost like there's these pockets in time that are at the ends of these staircases. And just the impression that they gave me was like, you know, if you don't understand what something is when you encounter it, don't touch it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Walk onto it, you know, kind of kind of survey it for a bit. Exactly. And that's, I love that episode because you guys touch on things that I haven't actually heard about, you know, yeah. the, some of those things that you, cause you guys talk about, let's see, I, I made a list because of course Ouija boards, everybody knows what those are, but you still go into it. The Mandela effect. I haven't heard much about that. I do know that that's almost like a, um, uh, I always thought it was this and it's not ever been that kind of thing. That's the Mandela effect, right? And Mandela effect is almost like they say that it's, the world having a large scale false memory. And I totally think oh. that that's very gaslighty <laughs> yeah. because how do, how do these large groups all remember something one way and everyone, you know, the small group over here says, Oh no, that it didn't happen that way. It happened this way. Exactly. And that's, that's already crazy. And it's hard to wrap my brain around that, but you also talk about like haunted objects and yeah. I love that. Yeah. So do you have any haunted objects? I will say, I don't know that I have anything now currently, but so my husband and I, one of our, our little things that we do on the side is we collect vintage and antique items and we also sell uh, vintage and antique things oh, on nice. eBay. Okay. okay. And one of the things that we noticed in the beginning when we were building our inventory was that our inventory would move from where we had originally put it. What? Especially like <laughs> jewelry. Yeah. Are jewelry would completely leave the jewelry box that it had been stored in. Oh my God. Um, yeah. I had a particular, uh, it looks like, you know, those old brooches. Yeah. I had this really cute, it was a gold cat eye brooch when we first opened our store uh, on eBay. Somebody bought it in an auction and I was stoked. Well, I go to find it. We have this little jewelry box that we keep all of our jewelry for our store in and it's not in there. And I'm thinking, what the heck, where is it gone? My husband and I tore our house apart over 
the span of a weekend trying to find that pin. We could not find it anywhere. So come Monday, I was fully prepared to message our our buyer and say, hey, you know, I'm so sorry I lost your brooch. I go out into my kitchen that morning and where we would take our pictures for our inventory was just outside of our kitchen. I look over there and there's the brooch sitting dead in the middle of, of my desk. It's almost like somebody just said, oh, here you go. You can have this back. <laughs> oh my! Now, do you think it was haunted or do you think there was a ghost involved? Because, you know, I ask all my mediums what they think about ghosts. Why are they here? Are, are ghosts the same as spirits? Because I think spirits just kind of come and go. But I think ghosts are kind of, they kind of stick around, whether they're, they die tragically or they just want to be there. What are your thoughts about all that? That's a lot. <laughs> so, uh, I know. <laughs> I love all these questions. Um, so, ghosts to me are just another word for an earthbound spirit. One of the things that I do in my mediumship that I really love is help earthbound spirits cross over um, into the other side. But my understanding of a ghost is just a regular person who has passed away and has refused to cross over into the light and go over to the other side. Usually spirits experience this because a lot of times they have fear around maybe being judged by God. They think that, you know, they're going to go into the other side and some scary God on a throne is going to cast them out and throw them into hell. Right, right. Yeah. Lots of religious fear around passing. So if there's any big message that I can tell your listeners out there, if you have fear around your passing or just religious fear in general, please know there is no hell. Yes, I totally agree with you on that. And I wish people would understand that and not to diss any religion, because I think religion is so wonderful for a lot of people. But I do think that there is this fear mongering, especially now I've seen a lot of it on TikTok, too, where these people are just like fire and brimstone. And if you don't do it this way, you're going to do that. And it's going to affect you and you can't go to the light or whatever. And we have free will. That's why those people are stuck here because they they're so scared. So that's why I think they're stuck here. But the the spirits that do come and visit, do you think that is what moved the brooch? Or do you think the actual brooch is connected to someone and it's actually haunted? I think that a spirit probably moved the brooch. The way that I understand about haunted objects is either a spirit can attach itself to a tangible object. So sorry about my dog. <laughs> I got one too. You'll you'll hear mine in the background sometime going on the floors. And now I don't even edit it out. I'm like, everybody knows I have two pucks. They all know. So, <laughs> so go ahead. Um, but, you know, I think that definitely spirits can attach themselves to tangible objects. But another thing that I've been told um, and that I've found out from experiencing haunted objects is, you know, the inanimate objects in our house are like little sponges because everything is energy. You know, nothing rests, as we know. Um, You know, atoms are always moving and everything that's matter is made up of energy of atoms that are constantly moving. Um, And they act as like little sponges for our environment. So if something has been exposed to, you know, so much darkness over, you know, the entire period of it being in existence, then it's like having this leaky sponge of darkness in your immediate surrounding. That's actually really interesting. And and I understand what you're saying, because I've heard so many people say, you know, life is just an illusion. And that's kind of heavy already. But everything (laughs) is just an illusion, really, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, I think from the way that my guides have made me feel, they're like, you know, people like to use the word, this is a matrix that we're in. Oh, yeah. But I really think that 
this is really just an illusion, you know, just being viewed from all these different perspectives, you know, because what I might view as something great might not be something great for someone else. So I think that we're just all experiencing this matrix from different lenses. And then, you know, I do think that I've had people tell me that past lives, yes, they're past lives, but they're all kind of congruently happening all at the same time. And that, explain that to me. I don't know if I quite understand it. I don't get it. So, and I have a hard time understanding this as well um, in terms of time, but this is the way that my guides have told me about time or explained it to me at least. Because they've said the same thing, that nothing really is in the past. It's all happening now. So they showed me um, a little bit of quantum physics in terms of this um, and showed me about what Einstein talked about in terms of the theory of relativity, um, that in space-time, there is no past, present, or future. It's all just happening now. So on some level, each of us are still being, you know, just being born into this life or we're experiencing our third birthday, or meeting our best friend from childhood for the first time, all while still having these experiences as an adult. But because we're human, we view time as linear. And what my guides have said is humans are the only things that can create something that doesn't exist and make it a thing. (laughs) Ain't that the truth? (laughs) Right? (laughs) We're so dramatic. I know. (laughs) But, like, linear time or time in yeah, general yeah. that tied into ghosts that was really cool for me that gave me a different understanding about ghosts or earthbound spirits is I think that some of these hauntings are really us stepping out of our dimension and into theirs while they were alive Ooh. so think about it then that makes us ghosts to them no, it's like The Others, that movie The Others, right? right? Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what happens sometimes in these hauntings. It's really not us experiencing spirits. It's us for that brief second, piercing the veil and entering the dimension in which they were alive in that particular time. Wow, okay. If we're all doing it at the same time, let's say we have however many lives going on at one time. Let's say I have 10 lives going on at one time. Can my soul split like that? I mean, how am I only aware of this one, but then you ask your project or you dream or whatever. Do you, do you see where I'm going with that? How do yeah. I, how yeah, am yeah, I, yeah. how am I here? That that, yeah. Our soul is so much bigger than what we have an understanding of. Okay. Um, okay. The way that my guides have showed me over the years, it's almost like, you know, those uh, like bubble graphs that people make when they're creating a story, yes. you know, you've got your, yeah. So they show me like we have an oversoul or a higher self that's kind of up on the astral helping us, you know, in these various different lives that we're living on different dimensions, on different planes of existence in different time periods. And these little fractals of ourselves are split away from our higher self on all of these different planes of existence. So it's almost like, we were a diamond that was shattered into lots of different pieces and scattered about all these different dimensions. So I think that the soul that's in, you know, my body right now is just a portion of who I am, you know, on a spiritual level. Do you decide, okay, that's the body I'm going to stay and and be aware of for now? Or do, do you see what I'm saying? I think that there's an overall awareness of all of these different lives on some scale. I just don't know that 
we as humans can hold that capacity of knowing these different lifetimes and different existences, I think it would be like way too confusing for us yeah, to oh, know. Oh, I do too. I think probably yeah. Our subconscious knows on that level what's going on on all these different planes. Right. But like my guides have told me so many times, they're like, some knowledge is like poison. So if you know too much about your past lives, about, you know, lives that you're living on an alternate dimension that can get super confusing for what you're trying to do here in this current waking life. So I think that they separate that through the subconscious. Well, good job guys. Cause I would be, well, I'm blonde. I'd be totally confused. (laughs) (laughs) You mean you're breaking up with me because I'm blonde? No, I'm kidding. I've been seeing that meme all over TikTok. That's so funny, but no, um, let me talk to you about your podcast. Cause guys, her podcast, it's called the ghosties podcast they talk about like i said earlier the ouija board mandela effect haunted objects past lives just things like that uh, and to me it's interesting because it, it gives me a whole different perspective because you're a medium and i don't know if missy is or not but i know you are so it's almost like you can give even a more of an insight on something than just two people discussing different topics, you know, and I appreciate that more than just, just two people talking about it, which I think is great too. It's just nice to be able to get in someone's head. Cause you even said just earlier, like I, I was talking about, you asked your guides about the staircase. I don't know if you've asked your guides about Bigfoot or UFOs or anything like that. <laughs> so we've done episodes on uh, UFOs, on cryptids. Yes. Um, we did an episode on Mothman, the Kentucky Goblins. Um, I love talking to my guides about these different uh, paranormal, you know, little nooks and crannies that are going on out there. Um, But that's something that Missy and I, Missy is a medium as well. Um, But Missy is just entering into her gifts. So she's just starting to learn how to talk to her guides, receive messages. So that's something I've helped her with so that she can get more comfortable with that. And I think just over time, Missy will be able to ask her guides for more input as she gets more comfortable receiving from them. Right, right. Now, you also do tarot cards, correct? I do, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. okay, okay. So let's go back. When you're talking about, like, mediumship, if you were to describe the kind of medium you are, are you more of an empath? Are you more of a clairvoyant? What, What is your gift? I think that I feel like I wear lots of different hats. I think the biggest gift that I have is clairvoyance. Um, Most mediums see spirits kind of in their third eye and I see them tangibly, like they're walking in front of me or I'm experiencing them in my immediate environment. Wow. That's pretty cool. See, that would be probably the scariest one for me if I were a medium. (laughs) going hi grandpa how are you you know you look you look fantastic but you you did a video and it was you with the echo of somebody going hi and it sounded like it was in a, it sounded like it was in a ghost box kind of thing it was so hilarious yeah that's how they sound to me in my head it's very echoey and you know it, that video cracked me up so much because especially towards the uh the evening as it kind of rolls around yes. and my brain starts to get spacey spirit voices will come into me like that and it it's very random i call it spirit add <laughs> because i'll hear hi what are you doing <laughs> what you cooking you know all these random little things that i know isn't me you know that i know wasn't my husband well, what um, do you say? i mean is it just anybody that's in around or is it just spirits because they know they can c- communicate with you so they are drawn to you or is it your guides what is that I think a lot of it is my guides. Some of it is probably people that 
uh, or spirits that I'm going to do a reading for um, in the coming day, you know, the following day, and they're just popping in early. I think some of it too is probably my family in spirit. Um, and out of everybody that I see in spirit, I can't see my own family. So I think some of it is probably my family. <laughs> right. Well, and it's funny because I know that uh, I've talked to many, many psychics and they say, you know, I can't read myself and I, it's hard for me to read people that are very close to me. It just doesn't come in as clearly. So, and I think, I think that's why you're so good on your videos when you help people on the few times you come on and say, Hey, you know, ask me a question and I'll do my best. You don't know us from Adam. You know, you don't, you know, and you're just going by an, a question, you know, you see a picture of me, you don't see anything else. Sometimes it's not even pictures of people. So how do you hone in on that? Because I think sometimes that helps people, but I don't know if that always helps every psychic. I think they're all different, obviously. So what is your take on that? Um, I've noticed that different mediums and different psychics, each of them have kind of like their own unique abilities in terms of how they connect to spirit. And it, this was just something that I noticed uh, when I first started that I could either look at a picture of someone and start reading them. Mm -hmm. um, I would start getting intuitive hits, spirits would start stepping forward. Or I could look at someone's name or someone's username, either, you know, it didn't matter what social media platform it was on. I would start getting intuitive hits like that. Okay. Um, I think it's just my guides kind of making that connection, making me zero in on whoever, you know, asks a question first. And then they make that connection from there. Um, I think they do probably a lot of work in the background that I don't know about. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, you know, since you are a medium, You've had to have been maybe on a paranormal investigation or you've had an experience somehow, somewhere that really frightened you. And we're getting into the spooky season. So let's talk about that for a minute. Oh, yeah. So I think probably some of the, well, probably my most profoundly scary experience was right when my gifts were opening up. Oh, um, it was very interesting. <laughs> uh, it was December. It was right before Christmas of 2016. And I, it was just a regular day. I was off work. Um, I was putting up our Christmas tree in the apartment that we lived at at that current time. And my husband was at work. I had off through Christmas and I noticed that, uh, we had our eBay store at that time. And we had, I was looking across the room at some of our eBay inventory that were shoes. Okay. And I watched something that I couldn't see at that time, pick up a shoelace and hold it taut in the air. What? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so imagine being by yourself in the house and noticing that a shoelace is lifting up in the air by itself. And that's not just because you have a gift or anything like that. You actually just saw that happen. Yeah, I saw that happen. So oh I immediately gosh. wigged out. Yes. I was like, holy yeah. crap, what's going on? Oh my gosh. Now, and I was obsessed with the paranormal and still am, but you know, it scared me, but it intrigued me at the right. same time. So I was like, all right, I'll be scared for a second, but then I'll try and ignore it. Well, that was the wrong thing to do <laughs> because it just increased in volume over the course of the next several oh, hours. Wow. Oh, and until I finally got into bed that night and I was trying to watch TV because I was starting to see spirits like actual spirit energy moving through the house. That would scare me. Yes, it would. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm trying to watch TV, like to be able to get my mind off of it and go to sleep. And these spirits started superimposing their face over the characters on the TV. So then I was oh. done. I was like, okay, I'm terrified. And I'm not the girl that like starts crying hysterically. I don't wake my husband up unless I think someone's coming in our house. Yeah. 
I stewed on this and stayed wide awake until about five o'clock in the morning. Everything was just super noisy. It was like the spirits were filling up our bedroom and like knocking on the walls, knocking on stuff just to keep me awake. I felt like. Well, let me ask you this. Why do you think they waited till you were, you know, married and, and, you know, an adult before this all happened? Was it just because you had opened yourself up? Was it because you were, you know, going antique shopping and maybe some things were haunted and you already had some gifts and it just kind of all happened at the same time? Why do you think it waited or you waited so long for this to happen? Um, I think that what I didn't know at that time was I was getting ready to have my spiritual awakening. I can remember leading up to this time, I was thinking there has to be more to life than clocking in and out of my nine to five job and being a slave to my corporate capitalist job. You know, like I, I could go on and on about that, but for years I just felt so disenchanted with life. And I kept telling my husband, I know there's more to this. I know there has to be more to life than this. And it took, uh, I had an acquaintance who lost her husband to an overdose. Um, and oh, that's all right. It, it was a terrible experience. Sure. But yeah. when that happened, it was like somebody flipped a switch in my brain and I started seeing spirits and I started realizing that there was so much more past my nine to five. And I finally ended up quitting my job, my corporate job, and just completely devoting my life to mediumship, our podcast and Reiki. I'm also a Reiki master. So, well, you know, what's funny, Christina is, you know, you already had it kind of in your blood and, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you started kind of thinking and you start talking about the paranormal more. You have a podcast, you start doing things, you're opening up yourself just a little bit more or just enough for them to come flood again. Because honestly, I think spirit, when they know you have the ability, they will knock down walls to get to you because they just want their story heard or whatever it is. So I could see it all snowballing at once for you. That had to have been so scary. Wow. Oh, it was, it was stressful. (laughs) Your husband was probably like, are you going insane? Do I have to commit you? What's going on? (laughs) Bless his heart. Because so my, my father-in-law is a Presbyterian minister. Oh yeah. So, So I can only, that's what made me so fearful about telling my husband that I was seeing dead people. I thought he's going to think I'm crazy and he's going to divorce me because this is not how we believe. And when I told him, bless his heart, he came home later that day with some Himalayan sea salt, some crystals, and he had gone on the internet to research how to establish spirit boundaries and feel safer spiritually. So when he did that, I was like, oh my gosh, you're perfect for me. Oh, well, you know, it sounds like he's on the same page with you as far as, listen, I believe in you. And if you're saying this is happening to you, who am I to say it's not? And who am I to say there's nothing beyond this life? You know, if you have that opinion and I love you, I'm going to listen to you. And you're right. That is a perfect person for someone like us that do believe in that. My husband thinks it's all a bunch of caca, but he's so, <laughs> but you know what? He's so supportive of me. And, and there's some things that he's like, you know, okay, You've kind of convinced me a little bit, but, you know, he's still on the fence, but it makes me stay grounded. Do you you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes, Yes, absolutely. That I totally agree with you in that because my husband absolutely grounds me and he's the same in terms of your husband. He thinks most of this is baloney, (laughs) but because he's been married to me for as long as he has, he's been able to see some actual paranormal experiences happen in real time that he can't explain. Right. So I think a part of him does believe 
But I think also, you know, just being men, their rational brains are like, ah, that's baloney. (laughs) Yeah, no. And you know what? That's okay. Because as long as he supports me and he's okay with it, then it's nice freedom for me. And it's a creative outlet for me to just explore it with people like you. Now, one more question. So like when you do get all these nice things and you sell them on eBay, all the antique stuff, do you ever like sage them, do something to kind of clear them for people when you do sell them? Oh, for sure. Um, Before they ever come into our house, we sage and uh, I actually will clear them using Reiki and Reiki symbols. I usually don't even purchase something if it feels kind of off to me, but we absolutely cleanse and clear every item that goes into our house before it ever enters. And then if I feel like maybe it needs a little more of that oomph, I'll cleanse it again before I package it for its buyer. So, and well, I got to ask you, have you found something that's been like, oh no, I'm not getting anywhere near that? Uh, I think the only thing that I will say is, The only thing that we can think of is that this guy probably worked in some sort of like intelligence agency. We had gotten this a lot from an estate sale. This guy had this really beautiful leather briefcase and it came with these headphones, like a microphone, an earpiece. It it looked almost like a polygraph machine, but it was different. It looked like some sort of listening device. Um, And what was interesting about that was they broke the estate sale up into two separate sales that were like six months apart. So my husband ended up purchasing the briefcase first and then purely on coincidence, purchasing the contents that went inside of it after the fact. Oh my gosh. And that, that spirit was attached to that briefcase and I had to work for days to get that man to cross over. I mean, I kept telling my husband, we can't bring this briefcase in because there was definitely a spirit of a gentleman oh yelling that we didn't appreciate all of his equipment the way that we should. <laughs> yeah. He was like, this is not how you set it up. This is used for this. Oh. You guys are amateurs. He was hot to trap. Wow. <laughs> Okay, well, at least we know you can help cross them over. I guess you're just like, hey, listen, dude, um, you don't need to worry about it. We're not going to use it anymore anyway. Technology is not there anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> Right, and he was none too pleased when I told him that either. He was like, oh, this is the gold standard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, that 60s vibe, I'm sure. The patriarchy, yes. Well, Christina, you have been fantastic. So tell my listeners where they can find you and the name of your podcast again. I will, of course, link everything on my show notes. So take the lead. Sure. Um, so our podcast is the Ghosties Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, just from that username. You can find us streaming on all major platforms as well for our podcast. Um, you can also find me on TikTok. I'm Christina the Medium. And I also have a YouTube channel where I do Reiki by Proxy for the Collective. I didn't even know about your YouTube channel, so I'm going to check that out too. I'll go ahead and, and, like I said, link everything, your YouTube, and then, of course, your podcast. And then I'm going to go ahead and link your TikTok, just to Christina the Medium too, just so they can all, unless you have a link tree. Do you have a link tree that I can just do all that with or an actual website? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? I will do all the work for you because, you know what? That's the kind of gal I am. (laughs) Thank you. But no, you have been so great. And I appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk to me. You are fantastic. And I appreciate what you did for me too. Thank you so much. I'm so happy. And I feel so privileged to have been able to be on your podcast. I This was such a cool episode, I feel like. Oh, thank you. Well, we will be talking soon. Okay, take care. Well, I love providing because I want to know at no cost. 
So if you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review, or you can just buy me a cup of coffee. It's kind of like a Patreon, but you don't have a monthly subscription and you can give whatever you feel led to give. I am a one-woman show and I do all of my scheduling and my interviewing and my editing. So just know your support is so greatly appreciated. And one more thing, I am a paranormal romance novelist and you can find all of my books on Amazon. Just look up my name. I'm very easy to find. Thank you guys again and I will see you next week.